Welcome in to another edition of the Deep Slant Podcast presented by Xfinity. Count on a powerful and secure Wi-Fi connection for all your devices. Xfinity XFi. Can your internet do that? Uh, welcome in. It's a big episode, and by big, I mean literally big, because it's going to be all O-line. That is all we're talking about. In this week's podcast, I've got Titus Howard, I've got Max Sharping, we've got Justin McRae, and we've got O-line coach James Campen talking about the O-line and what the high expectations have been for the O-line and how they've performed throughout camp. We talk about the competition, the talent in the O-line group, and the starting five, those five players that are going to start every single game, how it's being determined, what's left to be determined. That's all coming up um, as we get down and talk to O-lineman and Coach Campen. But first, Xfinity delivers the fastest internet in Houston. Stream Texans games on a powerful and secure Wi-Fi network and count on a reliable connection for all your devices. Xfinity XFi, can your internet do that? All right, let's get into it. And what can Titus Howard not do? I mean, he played right tackle. He plays guard. Now he's playing left guard. He may move back again for all we know. But for now, he started at left guard in the second preseason game against the Dallas Cowboys. He was on the COVID list for the first game, so didn't get any reps in that first preseason game. But he's back out on the practice field looking good. He's looking sharp in year three. A lot, a lot, a lot of high praise for Titus Howard. You'll hear that in Coach Campen's interview later on in this podcast. But first, let's catch up with the man himself, Titus Howard, and what this season's looking like for him and what the switch has been like for him so far. You know what, Titus? I feel like versatility is the name of the game for you this training camp because you came into camp, we thought you were the starting right tackle, but you've sort of played everywhere and you've been getting a lot of reps at left guard. So talk to me a little bit about the versatility that you have. You're not unfamiliar to the position of left guard because you've played there before. Yeah, um, when I got to camp, they told me, Hey, Titus, we're going to rotate you in a couple different positions, uh, see how you get comfortable with each position. And I did it. Um, practice, uh, right tackle, left tackle, left guard. Um, like you said, I played left guard my rookie year for my first game. So it wasn't something that was new to me. So I think I kind of found my home at left guard for right now. And uh, that's what I'm working at. And I plan on getting, you know, being the best I can be at left guard. So what's the toughest part of making that transition? Because you're moving inside and then you're moving to the other side of the line. So what are, what are the challenges when you're playing a position that's different on the O-line? Uh, I think the difference between like with tackle and guards, like when you're at guard, everything happens so much faster. So when I first moved back from tackle, I'd be after being a tackle for two years. I, for me, it was just like when you're doing double teams and you linebacker blitz and stuff, everything just happened a little bit faster. So I had to get back up to speed with that. And once that happened, it, you know, me playing left and right, I've been used to this since I was in college. So that wasn't hard for me, but it was just getting up to speed with how fast things happen inside. You got to play next to Laramie back in 2019 when you're a rookie. So you'll get to play with him again. It hasn't happened yet so far in the preseason, but what's it like playing next to Laramie? I know he's really helped you in your development, right, through the last few years. Oh, yeah, it's pretty good. You know, me and Laramie, we real cool off the field. So it makes it easy when we're on the field, you know, to play together and stuff like that. And, uh... You know, I think he's going to be a pretty big year for us on that side. As far as the whole offensive line, I think it's going to be a pretty good year. But me and Larry playing beside each other, I think that's going to be pretty good. All right, and Justin Britt, he also, very similar to you, played all over the O-line um, as a rookie and, and early on in his career. How much has he really talked you through this process and, and given you advice on it? Yeah, ever since I got started to move, you know, he always would ask me, like, hey, Titus, you need some help, you need you need some ideas, you need some stuff I can talk to you about, about moving position. You know, I've done it. I, st I started at right tackle. I played right tackle in the Super Bowl and this and that, and I was like, you know, appreciate you. Uh, so he would talk to me, help me out with some stuff so I can process stuff a little bit faster. 
and he you know he's been very helpful. He's been helping leading the offensive line. How do you feel about the offensive line right now? The chemistry playing for James Camp, and I know he's so well respected across the league. But you know, what's that chemistry been like through throughout training camp and through these first few preseason? Yeah, I think we've built the, uh, the chemistry pretty good. Uh, we haven't really had too many reps with all starting five out there, but um, with Laramie back this week, we should get some reps to get uh, some good reps at practice and. You know, when the first game come out, I think we're going to be pretty good. I think we're going to be solid up front this year. All right, how about for yourself? Goals for yourself that maybe you want to share, things that you want to work on heading into year three? Uh, my goal is to get better each game. And I think when I set that goal for myself, everything else would, would just, you know, pan out for me. Uh, but just to get better each game, be the best I can be, uh, work hard, be a great teammate. That's why, that's, you know, that's all I care about. All right, you're a dad now, too. So, first of all, congratulations. Thank and you. how has being a dad uh, really changed you? Uh, it has, man. It makes me happy, you know, to get up every day and go to work and, you know, do what I do for my family. You know, I got a little daughter who's depending on me. You know, she look at me. She might not know it yet, but she's going to be burning my pockets up. So, I got to <laughs> <laughs> keep this, you know, thing going on with football and, you know, take advantage of the opportunity I get each and every day. Can not everyone the opportunity to come out here and play a game that they played their whole life as kids and love to play, but you also get paid a lot for. So to be able to provide for my family like I do, you know, it's a blessing. All right, we're so happy for you, Titus. Congratulations and best of luck this year. Thank you. All right, next we talk to Justin McCray. And Justin's an interesting guy because he's actually played with Coach James Campen with three different teams. So he knows the scheme pretty well, and he plays on the interior line. He plays guard he plays center but really he's made a start at pretty much every position on the offensive line when he was with green bay back in 2017 right tackle right guard left guard he had uh 13 appearances and eight starts during his 2017 season he's got a twin brother jordan they both played together at central florida they, they both played in arena football so he's got a lot of experience He's actually in year five, and he's been standing out in camp so far. And in these preseason games, you'll see him sometimes on the interior of the line. Sometimes he steps in at center for Justin Britt when, you know, the starters come out or later on in the game. So, Justin McCray, what does he think about this Texans O-line? What does he think about Coach Campen? We find out when we chatted with him this week on the Deep Slant Podcast presented by Xfinity. We've talked to a lot of offensive linemen about James Camp, and I feel like you're the perfect person to ask mm -hmm. because you've been with him in three different places. I don't know if he's following you or you're following him, but Green Bay mm -hmm. in 2017-18, mm -hmm. Cleveland, mm -hmm. right, in 2019, and now here. So what can you tell us about what that's been like for you, just following an offensive line coach and how easy that the transition's been for you since coming here? Uh, honestly, uh, Camp's probably the best offensive line coach I've ever been with just because uh, – the way he teaches he, and the confidence he gives guys when they go out and play. How about for yourself? You've played all over the offensive line just mm -hmm. in your time in the league. Where do you really feel like you're most comfortable or, you know, what does your skill set lend itself to? I'm pretty much I can go out there and play whatever in a pinch. Uh, that's what I've been doing since I was in Green Bay and Cleveland a little bit too uh, last year in Atlanta. But um, I feel most comfortable at center and guard, obviously. More more center, but um, whatever, whatever team needs me to do that week, I can do it. And you played arena football, right? So how does that prepare you? Does that help you more in pass protection? Or how do you feel like that's really helped your skill set playing in a different league? Um, well, I played fullback in arena football, which is pretty, oh, much, yeah, okay. which is pretty much like uh, a running back place, picking up a blitz every, in the A-gap every play. But uh, I think it helped me play in space a little more. The field's a little smaller, but um, there's a lot more room to work with for, for linemen. Were you the biggest fullback in the league? Actually, it pretty much, it's a glorified position just because where you line up at. But it was pretty much a lineman who got the ball every now and then. All right, you've got a twin brother as well. Mm -hmm. So 
uh, have you guys, you guys played together uh, in football and in college. Give me your best twin swapping position story. Have you ever tried to um, be each other? We tried to in college. We had a coach in college, Brent Key, who uh, he recruited us also. So it was hard to, to, to switch with him. And then my dad was my O-line coach in high school. So <laughs> he couldn't, wasn't it wasn't really any fooling. So we tried, to, we tried to switch jerseys one time in college, but it, it got sniffed out right away. Oh, these, you guys got caught out. So your dad being an offensive line coach, how has that really helped your development as well? Does he watch your film? Does he still oh, yeah, see what still, you're doing? Yeah, he still watches every game. When we went to college, he ended up getting a TiVo with DirecTV and <laughs> watching all our games and uh, telling us what he think we could work on and what we did well. So he's pretty much been a coach since, uh, since ninth grade. Is that a good thing or a bad thing to have your dad watching all your games? I think it's a good thing just because it gives him, you know, he, uh, he retired after we stopped, uh, we stopped playing. It gives him something to do at the, at the house, and uh, it's still a way for us to bond and stuff even when we're both away. Jordan's away playing arena ball, and I'm here. So it gives us a chance to bond and stuff when we're not, uh, not around each other. All right, we've got a couple of players on the team that are big into wrestling, and you were district champion in high school in mm -hmm. wrestling. So I feel like you've got Justin Britt, and then you've got Malik Collins on the other side, Roy Lopez. Have you guys discussed wrestling? I know Justin Britt's a big fan of anyone that wants to play offensive or defensive line to go into wrestling. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, well, when, once I found out that uh, JB played, uh, JB wrestled in high school, we, uh, we played, uh, messed around a little bit in the weight room, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, nothing serious. But uh, I think I'm definitely the best wrestler on the team. I think everybody else will tell you the same thing. But... Uh, they're probably lying. Yeah, because Justin said that he retired his shoes on the mat. So do you? But he thinks he can still win. But you feel like you got a little. No, I got him 100%. Yeah. It's it's me. All right. What about for yourself? There's one more preseason game. You got a little bit left of camp. How do you want to get better? How do you want to improve? Uh, I just want to keep going out there and uh, working on the little things for me personally. I feel like the better the better player that I become personally, it'll help the team out more. So whatever they need me to play center guard or even if I need to play a little tackle, um, just working on my technique and being a guy that can get in there and do whatever they need me to do. All right, great stuff, Justin. Pleasure talking to you. Thank you. All right, it was a lot of O-linemen this week as camp wrapped up. It was really the last week of camp media availability, so we would get guys off the practice field every single day after practice, and that's probably going to end as the season moves towards regular season practices. It'll be more like one player a week for a longer, more extended cut interview. But you know what? It was still nice to catch up with some of these guys, like Max Sharping. I've, I've talked to him during the season before now he's in year three a lot's changed for him his confidence has gone up he's playing playing really well right now in camp um, he's hoping that this is a, a big year for him and a lot has changed for him first of all he's had an entire offseason him and Titus both as you remember last year these two were both coming off of their rookie seasons it was COVID there were no OTAs no offseason workouts so they couldn't really build on what they learned as rookies and now they've had a, a pretty normal offseason granted the coaching Staff has changed. They have a new scheme. They've got a new O-line coach. But still, Max Sharping, he's been touted as one of the sharpest guys in the room. Don't worry. I will definitely ask him about that. And, and he's done really well in the classroom, and he needs to translate it on the field. He feels like uh, that has come for him as well with just more confidence. And where does that confidence come from? We get into all of that with Max Sharping on the Deep Slant Podcast presented by Xfinity. How has camp and the preseason been for you so far? Uh, I think it's been going good. It's hot out here. But I think we actually lucked out pretty, pretty good for the whole, the whole thing. It wasn't as bad, I didn't think. But it's been going well. Two preseason games in and two wins, even though technically they say they don't count. But it's always good to come out with a W when you can. I think your blood is thinned out being in Texas. I can't believe you don't think this is hot. But here you are in year three. You're, mo you're moving all over the line. So right guard, left guard, you sort of play it all. You know, how has the adjustment been for you? How has it been playing for James Campen and new scheme? And, and how much have you feel like you've really grown under him? 
I think Camp's been great uh, for everybody. Um, I mean, he's, he's obviously been around a really long time. Um, and, you know, when you have a guy with that experience and the guy, he's, he's coached every, every guy uh, you can think of in Green Bay for the past however many years. And then he's been to two different places with uh, Cleveland and uh, the Chargers last year. So, I mean, we're just lucky to have him. And I think his uh, mentality that he brings to the room is, has been great for all of us, especially me. And uh, moving around, it's been it's been a challenge sometimes, but you know we're we're trying to make the best of it. You know, get get better every single day at, at one thing. You know, just keep progressing, seeing uh, seeing how how good we can be. What what do you think is the biggest challenge of moving from one side to the other? For me, uh, it was it's just been uh, switching my feet around. My hips seem like they're a little bit out of line sometimes. So really, it's just trying to maintain pad level, uh, work on techniques that maybe I was really good at on the left side. And it's a little bit different on the right just because of the way your stance is different um, and how you need to use uh, your, your hands compared to, you know, one side versus the other. So um, I think it's just working on those techniques, trying to get better at, at those where I was comfortable on the left side, just trying to get that comfortable on the right. Yeah. You know, I have heard this over and over again that you're the smartest guy in the room. And the other day, Justin Britt, I mean, when a seven-year vet says that you have helped to make the transition to the Texans, um, and he says it, I think that really says a lot. So you're now officially the smartest guy in the room. What do you do in your free time? Are you taking, like, are you doing quiz shows? Are you doing Trivial Pursuit? What? Why do you think people think you're the smartest guy in the room? Is it just how you approach the game? Are you, do you have a photographic memory? I want to know more about this. Well, first of all, we did have uh, a guy in the room that graduated from Harvard. So, Cole Toner. So I don't know if I can take this <laughs> distinction very easily. I will have to bring him up. Uh, and JB's no slouch himself. So, no, I mean, in my free time, I actually listen to podcasts a lot. I like to read. So, you know, I just, I like, if I'm watching TV, I like educational TV shows. So I guess I kind of can understand where they're coming from. Do but, you have time these days to read or watch educational um, TV? Is that what you do in your downtime? No, most of the time uh, I don't have any time for that stuff. So I listen to podcasts on the way at my drive-in every morning and then on the way back. All right. Can you tell me what your favorite podcast these days is? I'm always looking for a good podcast. Uh, I'm big on the Joe Rogan experience oh, because yeah. he just covers every single topic known to mankind. So I like the variety uh, you know, I'm, I'm very interested in random topics at different times. So I can just pick one that I'm interested in at the time, and then I can be on a completely different subject the next day if I want to be. So uh, that's that's one of my favorite ones. I think I suggest that maybe you start a book club or something for your fellow offensive linemen. You've got a lot of respect in the room. I, I would ride the waves of that or maybe like a podcast club. Oh, gosh, we'll see. I don't know. Uh, I'll, get, I'll get together with Cole Toner for that book club. <laughs> All right. You, I know you had talked about the biggest thing that changed for you in year three. You had said this maybe earlier in camp. It was your confidence level that you've really gotten a boost in your confidence. What, what do you attribute that to? Do you attribute that to just playing reps? Were you doing something different in the offseason? You know, why do you think your confidence is at a higher level this year? Or is it is just time in the league? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's just a combination of, of different things. I mean, sometimes you just feel more comfortable on and off the field uh, in your life. And I think um, right now I'm just at a good spot, good headspace. And uh, I think it's just that confidence has just grown. Every time I step out on the field, I feel like I'm trying to get better. And once uh, once you start building a little confidence, it, 
you know, you just tr try to keep it going. So I think it's just a combination of things. Last year was a tough year, just all around for the team and, and yourself included, just a lot of adversity. How do you bounce back from something like that? And what was sort of your mindset heading into the off season and, and this season? I think I, I kind of almost hit on it a couple of times, just trying to get better at like one or two things every single day. Um, I mean, that's, that's the best way you can improve yourself. And hopefully as a team, we can, can take that and just keep getting better every single day. All right, smartest guy in the room, Max. Always a pleasure chatting with you. Thank you very much. All right, you've heard from all of these O-linemen, so let's hear from their position coach himself, James Camp, and I had a chance to chat with them after practice. Super nice guy, great guy. I asked him if he was on in Instagram. In indirectly, I knew he wasn't, but um, he's gotten a lot of shout-outs from around the league, including a big notable one, Green Bay's Aaron Rodgers and David Bukhtiari, who he was, James Campen was the longest tenured position coach there before he left there. So he had been there quite some time, and he brings a lot of experience across the league. He has coached uh, for a number of years in the NFL. He started off as a, as a assistant offensive line, offensive quality control coach with the Packers back in 2004. So, and here he is in 2021 coaching the O-line for the Texans. So we chatted with him about just what he thinks about the room, how he thinks about the starting five, how they're really shaping up, what he wants to see out of them. Um, you know, and I just really liked his his response to how he views these players that are really trying to make a name for themselves and, and, and get a spot on the team. He just had a lot of empathy for these guys and what they go through. So um, I really enjoyed my chat with James Campen, and, you know, we got into all that and more. So check him out. He's right here on the Deep Slant Podcast presented by Xfinity. James, I know there was so much excitement about this offensive line hitting into training camp and this entire offseason. Mm -hmm. What excites you most after what you've seen so far these last few weeks? Um, the improvement, you know, and, and it's it's not just in the games, but it's, you know, they're they're doing the things we're asking them to do and try. And I think that's, that's you know, as a coach, if they just try to do it and, and we try to do things for a couple of weeks, and we can always change and go back and do things, but they, they've been very accepting, and I think they're performing better. All right, we've talked about the starting five, how whatever the positions are heading into camp, that's not necessarily what they'll be heading into week one. Uh, you want to get the best five players on the team. What do you think of the talent level in your room? I, I, I like our talent a lot, and um, I like the fact that they're flexible. In order to be flexible, they have to be able to absorb the playbook, understand concepts, not plays, and understand the whys of the plays. So if they go from left to right or they happen to go from position to position, they understand what that other position is required to do. So their, their um, mental capacity to change and change blocking schemes, even within sometimes here we'll you know, take a guy who's playing left guard, maybe go back and play right guard, or a right tackle go play left guard. And it helps. It helps a lot, you know, when you're building a, a team. Speaking of versatility, how about Titus Howard? He played left guard. He played a lot of right tackle, more right tackle than left guard. And now he's back yeah. at, at left guard again. What have you thought about his versatility and his ability to make that switch? Uh, he's a very bright kid. And he doesn't um, he doesn't need as much time as young people do to, to assimilate things. He truly understands concepts. He doesn't, like, learn plays. He'll learn the why of the play. So he's what you'd call a problem solver at the line of scrimmage. If stuff isn't going good or it wasn't a precise a look that we were planning on, he can fix it because he understands the concept. And so whether he's playing left tackle, right guard, with any of those positions, um, I mean, he's very a flexible man. I mean, he, he could put his hand on the ball if he, if he had to. I mean, he's a very, very flexible person. So that gives you a lot of flexibility to work with, with people like that. Okay, you've got one more preseason game. So how mm -hmm. do you feel like your depth is coming along? How important is this final preseason game to sort of solidify your room? 
Uh, very, it's very important. And it's um, now, you know, usually you have four, uh, and now only having three. So I think for, you know, every guy that's in that room, it is so important for them to play well and to make sure that, you know, uh, make the evaluations hard. And, you know, that's the only thing I'm going to ask him is make sure that we understand that we collectively, if we're moving the ball and we're doing things well collectively, we'll all shine better. And, you know, the fact of the matter in the NFL, not everyone's going to be on this team. And that's sad because you really love those kids. And, shoot, you want them to get jobs. So that's uh, that's important. It's important in coaching. And I think it's so, you know, and because they're out here. I mean, gee whiz, it's hot. Look at that. It's two hours. And, and you know this is the last padded practice for them. So they got to prove it again tomorrow mentally. And then they have to keep going forward. And, and you want everybody just to have a hell of a lot of fun and enjoy it. Coach, I don't know if you're on Instagram, but Aaron Rodgers no, no. posted a picture with you oh. at Green Bay along with David Bucciari yep. and just how much you've meant to his career. Yeah. And David Culley talked about this, too, how you mean so much uh, for the young de- the development of young players. That you really have a good reputation for that. So, you know, what does that mean to you to see a guy like Aaron Rodgers and David Bucciari, the guy that you've coached for so many years, uh, really shouting you out in Green Bay? And what do you think is the key behind your success and, and really developing some of these young players? I, You know, I... I just I'm very grateful for both of them for the nice things they said and yeah I love them both dearly and um, but you know hey, they're really good football players you know and you know to be honest with you and you, you it starts with like the scouting departments and and the, and the people that they bring in if you have good departments and they bring in good people and that's what we did here and and obviously there in Green Bay it's it sure makes a coach a lot easier you know and you're not you're not worrying about the character of somebody. That character's already been established in the background and all the work scouts do to do that. It really starts there. So when you get them here, you just enhance, you know, and, and keep the, everybody involved in the process. I think that helps everybody. What about a guy like Justin Britt? He came in here this offseason, and he's really been an anchor for that offensive line. He's had so much experience. He's new to your scheme, but what has he meant to the room in that communication? He talked about how he's really over-communicating right now because everyone's sort of new in their positions. Yeah. He's new as well. Mm-hmm. But, you know, is that something that he's going to need to do? When do you sort of see that communication and the chemistry really coming together for this group? Um, I think, he, you know, as a center, you have to continue to do it all the time because they kind of, you know, you, you rely on them to drive meetings, to drive urgency, even off the field. And I think it's important. And he's 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 the type of guy that does that. He's also a young man who didn't get to play last year and went through the first time of having a situation. You know, you call them situations when you're a lineman, but what happened with his leg. And so now he's back feeling strong and he, he, you know, he wants to play football. It's too much fun. I mean, you're talking about a guy who, out of Missouri, I mean, this kid started the Super Bowl at right tackle as a rookie and was on some really, really good teams in Seattle. And, shoot, we're fortunate to have this guy. I mean, he, he's, he's everything that I was told about him from other coaches, and I, I've been very pleased with him. All right, Coach, before I let you go, one final question. Two of your players have dads that are O-line coaches. I'm going to make you guess who they are. And then tell me what's the difference. Is there a difference in coaching guys whose dads were coaches versus other guys? The only difference is that I've called Charlie Andy like <laughs> half the time in the first couple of weeks because they look so similar, you know. And uh, I don't know if there's so much of a difference, but it's just um, you can tell that he's a lineman's son. I mean, he's a very well-mannered kid and, and – 
he's a good person. He works his tail off, and you know, and his dad's a hell of a coach. He's a heck of a ball player too. But I mean, his dad's done a heck of a job. But, I mean, very, you know, I love his father. He's a good man. And this other one, I don't. I'm trying to think. Who, I'll give you a hint. He's okay. you. He has followed you to three different teams. Justin. Yeah, his dad was a high school offensive line coach. Are you serious? He's never told me that. Well, now I you have know. Never known that. I'm you couldn't tell. He's not polite and won't make. I'll be darned because he is completely <laughs> opposite. He's a bad kid. No, he's a good. He's a terrific kid. He's both those kids are. are you know, if, if you have daughters, you want some of them to marry someone like that. They're good people. They're right. outstanding people. It's been a pleasure chatting with you, All Coach. Right, Thanks guys. so much for the time. Thanks. <laughs> Great stuff from Coach Campen. As you can tell, he's he's pretty funny too. So very likable guy. And you know, I think the arrow is pointing high for the Texans' offensive line. So we'll see how it goes once Week One hits. It's just around the corner against the Jacksonville Jaguars um, to see how the Texans are able to run the ball and. And, and what this O-line can do so far in, in preseason. We've seen a little bit of it, but we haven't really even seen the starting five. Laramie Tunsil's not been out there, and we don't even really know if the starting five we've seen that we think is the starting five is actually going to be the starting five come week one. So a lot still remains to be seen, but, you know, let's see how it all shakes out. And, of course, we've got one preseason game left, and even during the regular season, this still holds Texans Unlimited, presented by Verizon. It's our pregame show, so you can't catch a pregame show like this anywhere else. We take you live to the field. We answer fan questions. You'll have to download the Houston Texans mobile app to get your alert to say that we are on the air and we are live. So do that. Also, you can check us out on Facebook, on HoustonTexans.com. Well, really, any anywhere that you've got internet, you can you can pretty much catch Texans Unlimited, presented by Verizon. So... So be sure to check out our pregame show every pregame about an hour before kickoff. We go about 20, 20 or 30 minutes or so and try to bring you the very latest storylines heading into that day's game. All right. Well, that's going to do it for our podcast. Be sure to check out HoustonTexans.com. We've got videos. We've got stories. We've got highlights. We've got all that and more. And download the Houston Texans mobile app because you don't want to miss anything once the regular season starts. That's going to do it for us for today. Thank you so much for listening to the Deep Slant podcast presented by Xfinity. And as always, go Texans.